Today's show is brought to you by Gamefly.com. Sign up for a free premium 30-day trial specifically for the listeners of Geekspace 9 at the URL GameflyOffer.com slash GS9. Again, that is GameflyOffer.com slash the letter G, the letter S, and the number 9. Welcome to Geek Space Nine, the Tuscan Shed Media Network podcast where we discuss, we, sorry, discover and or rediscover the classic Star Trek series, Deep Space Nine. With me, as always, is Sarah Becker. How are you, Sarah? Yeah, I'm pretty well. Thank you, Ben. I've just discovered some random, I think this is peanut butter on my microphone. Why the hell is it? <laughs> Sarah, you and your peanut butter what happens. Fingers. Uh, I need to stop eating while I podcast. It's bad. <laughs> Sarah, I love you. You're so adorable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and with me, as always, is also the adorable Peter Dancy. What's up? Awesome. And this week, we are discussing Season 3, Episode 17 and 18, which is Visionary and Distant Voices. So first up is Visionary. Before the episode even begins, poor O'Brien gets injured, poisoned by a specific type of radiation. He is told to get bed rest, but things become complicated when suddenly he is transported while playing darts and sees himself across the promenade talking to Quark. He comes back too and passes out. Meanwhile, a delegation of Romulans are aboard the station asking questions about the Dominion and are frustrated with the Federation's lack of forthcoming. Even worse, a group of Klingons are on board and are causing a ruckus. O'Brien is shocked to discover he does indeed have the conversation with Quark that he saw earlier, and when he looks over, he sees his past self there, as does Quark. Bashir discovers that the isotopes in O'Brien's blood are causing him to phase forward into the future five hours at a time. On his next phase, O'Brien sees a major brawl between the Romulans and the Klingons, and he even intervenes to help. When he comes back, O'Brien warns the crew to stop it, but the fight happens anyways. This troubles O'Brien even more when he phases into the future and sees himself getting killed by a booby-trapped wall panel. Odo and Sisko monitor the control panel, which at first is placed in an unoccupied part of the station, until Kira moves the Romulans in there. Odo notices a slight transporter phase into the wall panel, indicated that the device that killed O'Brien is now in there. He traces the transporter to the Klingons and arrests them for being secret spies, set to discover what the Romulans are up to. Meanwhile, O'Brien and Bashir drink at Quark's bar until they pass the time that O'Brien originally was killed, and after Quark annoys O'Brien by trying to learn the future Dabospins. While they leave, O'Brien phases forward again and is shocked to discover his dead body in the morgue. Future Bashir informs O'Brien that he missed a scan that could have saved O'Brien's life. While O'Brien is scolding him for letting him die, He phases back and tells Bashir what to do. Bashir believes only a few more treatments will save him, but O'Brien jumps forward yet again to find himself on a runabout as future O'Brien pilots away from the station as it explodes. Poor O'Brien just gets worse and worse. Past O'Brien asks future O'Brien what happened, but he doesn't know why the station is being destroyed. O'Brien tells the others, but he has such little knowledge about why the station was destroyed that he's not sure he can prevent it in time. 
O'Brien agrees to take a dangerous amount of the isotope in a specific dose in order to travel less time in the future and see what caused the accident. He and Past O'Brien go to the comms in time to see that the Romulan warbird decloaks and attacks the station. Future O'Brien tries to get Past O'Brien to go back to his time, but he is too weak from the radiation. Past gives Future the device, and Future O'Brien takes Past's place in the time stream. He informs Sisko, who confronts the Romulans for trying to destroy the wormhole in order to stop the Dominion, and then destroying the station to erase all evidence. Later, O'Brien experiences weird feelings of knowing the direct future, and ends his night messing with Quark and Bashir, and assumably having an existential nightmare. What do we think of Visionary? So much suffering. <laughs> yeah. Poor, poor O'Brien. No. Uh, I think you said something to me when we were talking about the episode. You're like, it, it's not that bad. He literally watches himself die twice, <laughs> twice and yeah. then actually dies. And we have, you know, quote unquote, future O'Brien, but not quote unquote, real O'Brien anymore. Let's talk about that for a second. That's, you know, yeah, the o- sad. Essentially, in a essence, the O'Brien we've lived with since TNG is dead it's gone <laughs> forever yeah in a sense i mean it's not like new o'brien is that much different he has all the memories in life but well, he's sure. also sort of not him but it's like you know 10th doctor grown from the doctor's hand versus the real 10th doctor like they're the right. same but they're also not the same right like it, 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 go, it goes along with it goes along with like with like that whole thought process of of yeah, of yeah there's our universe but then they're like like the one that we currently reside in but then there's like the possibility of there being all of these other like multiverses where where where, where like where the dip where the like where like the the place, the place, the place where the place where that timeline turned left is because one person made one decision that was different than was that was different than like different than they made in our own timeline. It's like that's kind of what happened along along with the episode breaking all of the rules of if you meet your past self, you'll fuck up everything. And it's like, yeah, no, not here, not today. <laughs> yeah. Uh... I'm not a huge fan of this episode, honestly. I like the end a lot. I think that's probably... And it felt to me like an episode where they wrote the end and then worked themselves backwards. I think that's yeah. why. The episode. Because yeah. I think it's a great, creepy end and it's a very interesting sci-fi premise. Sort of classic, you know, when you're... Reminds me of being sort of up at two in the morning with friends, drinking, talking way too deeply about nerdy shit. And then being like... <laughs> What if you replaced yourself in a timeline and it was, but it was still you, but it was you from five hours from now? And think about the existential nightmare that caused. But uh, other than that, it it just was like just too much of just like, and then he jumps forward and then he's dead. It's just like, and then this happened, this happened. It was just all a little too convenient for me and not as that narratively satisfying. I don't know if you guys agree or not. I, I do agree. It was just far too much time travel hijinks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's 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 because it's because they took like 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 I mean I guess you could call it the gimmick of the episode. They they, they took they took the gimmick of the episode and just repeated it way too many times. It, it's it, it was like it, it was like don't don't mess with the Zohan where they, where they where they took all of the jokes from the trailer sales commercials and repeated them five six seven odd times and it's like. There, there should have been a limit to. There should have been a limit to like the you're going ahead in time. You're going like now. You're going back before it just got kind of old and tiresome. 
Right, and I think it would have been even better if he just kept warping to the station blowing up and him trying to figure that out because that was what it ultimately led up to, you know. So I think that Agreed. would have been a lot more interesting. I don't know. Sorry, they, they did that episode in TNG, though, kind of. You mean the loop episode? When they keep looping? Yeah. That's a yeah. little different, but I agree. It's, it's sort of similar. But I feel like this would be interesting where you'd jump forward, know the station's about to blow up, and try to figure it out in time, you know. Mm-hmm. But... It just kept being like, I'm dead again. I'm dead again. Oh, the station blew up. It's just like, you could just warp forward. I mean, having sex with Keiko or <laughs> taking a nap or something just nice. You know, it always had to be. Yeah. It, it got a little ridiculous with the O'Brien must suffer thing. No, yeah, I I, I, agree, mm-hmm. I agree with 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 the whole like warp like warping to like the, to the space station blowing up like that like them like if 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 they if they had done that then if if they had done that then then we could technically be like hey did this movie inspire Source Code with like that that movie with Jake Gyllenhaal mm. that came out like like five six years ago yeah two thousand eleven I think yeah yeah it was, it was around it was around that time yeah like like, like where where like where he. He was he was waking waking up for like like to basically figure out who blew up the train and he had to like like put a piece together clues. Yeah, that was interesting though because it was actually in the past like the train already blew up. That so is true. That is true. Yeah, but it's a similar thing and definitely Star Trek has that sort of. You're right. There is that loop episode and then there's. <laughs> I watched. I downloaded a bunch of TNG episodes to watch that like were highly acclaimed, and I guess TNG episodes that are highly acclaimed involve the, the Enterprise is definitely going to blow up. We got to figure out why, because <laughs> <laughs> it was like all the ones I ended up watching it was like that one, and then it was like yesterday's Enterprise where they're in a different time stream and it's about to blow up, yeah. and then the one where like they download a program that's about to blow up the Enterprise. It's like, uh huh. The damn Enterprise won't stop blowing up, man. <laughs> At least every time it blows up, it causes some kind of temporal rift. They get saved, but they can't stop exploding. So O'Brien must suffer, the Enterprise must explode. <laughs> Basically. So, unfortunately, we kind of know the answer. Because all of us have watched ahead a few episodes. But... If you can put yourself in the mind of watching this without seeing yeah. the die has cast been cast, what do, what were your kind of thoughts on the Romulans being so aggressive in this episode? Um, I mean, I, th- I thought it was really quite random because you know all of a sudden they're like, "Oh, Romulans!" and now I will that they, they have gotten brought up once or twice. Like they seem to show a little bit of interest in the Gamma Quadrant, especially you know at the beginning of this season. So. Maybe that's going to become more of a thing. Try not to provide too many spoilers (laughs) here from watching ahead. Um, We've done our own visionary jump to the future. Exactly. Ah. Um, But yeah, no, upon uh, watching visionary, it, it did sort of think that, oh, this is random, but maybe they just needed a random bad guy for the episode. I mean, the, 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 rest of the episode itself wasn't you know particularly well structured it's like oh well maybe they just picked some group at random that they needed to be the antagonist right and Romans felt like a pretty good sort of yeah answer. and you know they had klingons there making a ruckus as you said uh, yes. and klingons versus romulans is usually a safe bet in star trek yeah just don't get along i thought the klingons were kind of random it was just again another thing it felt like filter filler in this episode where it was just like 
for sure give odo something to do kind of episode yeah and i mean and and like and and looking and looking and and like looking at the episode and like and and looking into how like you know of course we know of course we like we know what happens but hush hush but but then but then also but then also i guess going forward like even further in even further into the show with just just with uh the dominion and how they function i i guess i guess they wanted to they, they they wanted to um present 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 kind of the 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 uh more or less the initial beginning of 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 different groups trying of different groups uh taking like taking the situation with dominion real like like looking at the threat and and realizing may and realizing maybe and maybe instead of put instead of having a bunch of preventative measure preventative measures i can't talk uh perhaps perhaps we should take we should we should take more of an offensive and so and so i guess just for this episode with the romulans their idea of an their idea of an offensive was like ultimate defense they were they, they were like they were like okay let's just shut off the doorway completely so i mean i so i i, I think I, I would i think that's i think that's why like like why the romulans were you know quote-unquote randomly like we're gonna do all of this really shady underhanded shit yeah. Because because you know because different groups are just trying different groups are trying to figure out you know how like how do we fight this group that is in essence very much beyond them. I guess it always has made the Romans interesting and different from the Cardassians is that they aren't as they're sort of a mix between Cardassians and Dominion in that like they want to protect their home world and they definitely care about it but they're also not complete conquerors you know they're more sort of subtle and quiet. You know, versus openly fascist and in your face as the Cardassians are. Yeah, and so it definitely felt like a very similarish. Yeah, you know, I mean, they're the they're the only people who figured out clo- you know cloaking strategies, as far as we know. Like they're mm-hmm. one of the few that have sort of mastered that technology, and that's sort of their angle in general is the the ability to be hidden and quiet and disappear for hundreds of years and not know what the hell they're up to. So I think it was probably why they picked him for this episode in particular. Is, that sort of idea of if someone was going to secretly blow up <laughs> the, the wormhole without making it look like an accident, it would be Romulans, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. Was there anything else to say for visionary? Oh, I, d- I wanted to really actually, before we go, I wanted to take a second to poor Morn when he got the darts thrown into him. By oh, Warp. yeah. Oh, yeah. That made me laugh my ass up. Oh, and just more had darts. He was like, "Oh, yeah." His reaction was just like, "Really? Like this is what happens to me? Why you do this?" <laughs> oh, bless him. For you, the listeners of Geek Space Nine, GameFly is offering a premium, free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. And you guys, if you are gamers out there, and I'm sure if you listen to Star Trek, you very well could be a gamer, you guys have to check out GameFly.com. They have over 8,000 new releases and classics available to rent for Xbox One, PS4, Wii U, and a lot of older systems as well. And get this. You can have any console game or handheld game delivered directly to your mailbox that you get to have as long as you want. And I don't know about you guys, but if you've gone to the game store lately and bought a new AAA game, you'll find out that things are pretty dang expensive. And you could be $60 in a hole of a game you don't even like, whereas in Gamefly, you can just send that bad boy back, get a new one in, and keep that one as long as you like. 
There are never any due dates or late fees. And get this, now Gamefly actually lets you rent Blu-ray and DVD movies too. So if you're a nerd like me and still get your movies in the mail the old-fashioned way, old-fashioned as in 2005, then you're going to love Gamefly.com. Plans start with one disc a month for $15.95, but as mentioned before, you can get a free 30-day trial by going to GameFlyOffer.com slash GS9. Again, that's GameFlyOffer.com slash the letter G, the letter S, and the number 9 for your free 30-day trial. Well, next up is Distant Voices. In this episode, during their usual lunch, Garrick is excited to give Bashir his birthday present. But Bashir is upset at the fact that he is turning 30. Aww, I, I understand, buddy. While Garrick doesn't understand this, he does try to console his friend. However, Quark turns up with a Lethian, who demands that Bashir sell him some biomimetic gel, a highly controlled medical substance. Bashir refuses, and the Lethian storms off in anger. When Bashir returns to the infirmary, he sees the Lethian is there, trying to find the gel. Bashir fights him, but is subdued when he is hit by an electrical attack from the Lethian. And since Bashir is a water-based human, it's super effective. Oh my god. <laughs> when Bashir wakes up, he discovers the station is in disarray. No one is answering his calls, and all the systems seem to be breaking down. Even worse, his hair has turned gray! Bashir discovers Quark, who is cowering in fear from the Lethian, which he says is killing everyone. Bashir comes across O'Brien, Dax, Odo, and Kira, but they're all arguing with each other and acting quite irrationally. Also, Bashir is aging even more, looking more like he is in his late middle age. The crew manage to repair the communications array, which allows Bashir to hear clearly that he is in a coma. He realizes that everything that is going on is in his mind, and the Lethian unleashed a psychic attack. He also realizes the crew are in fact representations of himself, O'Brien being doubt, Odo being paranoia, Kira being aggression, Dax being confidence, and Sisko being his skill. When the strongest personalities, Dax and Sisko, are killed, Bashir realizes the Lethian is whittling away the best parts of him to destroy his mind. Bashir tries to go to Ops in the theory that repairing this station will repair his mind, but his rapid aging has made him so old he can barely move. He is helped by the only person not seemingly phased by the Lethian, Garrick. When Garrick mocks Bashir, he helps him to Ops, where images of birthday parties and tennis balls torture him. <laughs> Bashir realizes Garrick is no part of him at all, but rather the Lethian in disguise. The Lethian tries to destroy Bashir by saying he never finished anything, such as giving up on a professional career in tennis, finishing second in medical school, and not banging Dax. <laughs> Bashir resists the temptation to give in and makes his way to the lab, the true heart of, the, of his mind for Bashir. He traps the Lethian, saying he didn't give in, just that it was his own doubt, and that he doesn't want to sleep with Dax because he respects her too much as a friend. Yay, character growth. Bashir kills the Lethian and wakes up, the same 30-year-old he was before. Sisko reveals that the actual Lethian was captured minutes after he attacked Bashir. Bashir tells the story of the attack to Garrick, who seems hurt that Bashir cast him as the villain in his mind. But as Bashir is about to explain, Garrick says, There may be hope yet for you, Doctor. What do we think of Distant Voices? I thought this was a really good episode, actually, and I sort of viewed it as uh, an allegory for aging, which I'm sure was its purpose, but Indeed. I didn't really think about that going in. But 
um, you know, one by one, you know, it, it, not always, of course, but occasionally when people age, they, you know, begin to lose their confidence as happened when, you know, Dax got abducted and, you know, they, Mm. you know, lose their, you know, I don't know, just facets of themselves, basically. Like if, you know, you know, something terrible happens, like dementia or Alzheimer's sets in Mm -hmm. that sort of thing. Um, thankfully, Bashir managed to keep it together long enough to pull himself out of that. Um, right, you lose the best parts of, of yourself yeah. first, like your confidence and your skill, and then uh-huh. you keep things like doubt and paranoia and anger. That's interesting. Yeah. You're, you're selling me more on the episode than I thought, but uh, I want to hear Peter <laughs> first. Peter, what did you think? Um, I, 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 li- I, liked, I liked how... I, I, I liked... Yeah, yeah, I can't talk. I'm so sorry. I, li- I liked how... For how 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 for Bashir, different facets of him broke up bro- broke off to be to be represented by to be represented by his friends because it it reminded me um uh did 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 either of you did either of you ever watch the original animated series uh, Teen Titans back from the two thousands? Yes, I did not. Okay, okay, well, okay, well, um, th- uh, there 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 was there was a, there was a character part of the Teen Titans named Ra- named Raven whose whose power whose power is oh. like. Is like Raven. is like dark psychic mm-hmm. based, and so and so there and so there is My an episode where I forget for I forget the reasoning, but uh, but so, um one one of one of her one of her teammates has to has to go has to go essentially go into Raven's mind to to help to help her, and so and so you meet different facets of of, of Raven's personality rep, rep, represent, represented essentially by color, so like anger and doubt and love and joy and like and like and like to, a total total pessimism and whatever, and so and so I get and so I guess just that I, I guess that aspect um remind, reminded me reminded me of Teen Titans so 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 when so when he when Bashir realized oh wait you're my skill you're my doubt you're my aggression you're like you're my confidence I was like I, I was like okay I I can I can connect with this because because I have I haven't I have experienced watching a show where, where they have done this already and and so and and so when he did I was like I'm all in to like to figure out how is the Lethian gonna like break like break you that's really interesting I guess I'm I'm the only one who's in the negative on this one I I think you both make very good points and I agree with that I guess it just didn't really work for me because I I feel like there wasn't maybe just enough time to really explain why and I didn't really he, even when he lost his confidence or his skill it still felt like he had those things so I guess that's why yeah. it was hard for me because like mm-hmm. I don't know them what kept him going you know and I guess that's the part that was sort of missing for me that being said right. I that's do fair. understand where you're coming from on this episode and I'm glad you guys enjoyed it I just it just didn't quite come together for me on this episode I mean, I get. I mean, I guess his stubbornness and pride kept him going because it was because I mean, like, because like, because because he because he, he is a doctor and like we've seen we've seen several times where he was where he's been like, yeah, no, I'm gonna fix this even though you're telling me that it's not possible. And so I guess that part of him, like, like even with his loss of skill and confidence, he was like, no, I can do this. So I mean, I guess that could be used as a reasoning for why for, for why for, for why even though the the, the Lethian was like breaking him down, he still kept going. Just like his sheer right. stubbornness to live, possibly. Yeah. And I mean, for me, I, dear listeners, if you're still with us by this point, you will know that I always go for the character-driven episodes, and obviously, this is very much what that was. This was mm-hmm. all about, you know, character growth and you know steadfastness for Bashir. 
And um, as, as Ben noted in his summary, there was this really nice moment when the Lethian was like, oh, you want Dax, don't you? And he's like, well, she's my friend. Like, yeah, I like her, but you know, it's more important that we're friends. And that's good yes. <laughs> because in season one, he was honestly kind of creepy about it. Yes. And now he isn't anymore. And it's great. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. And he was honest. And that's he not said- the only thing, but that was a big point. No, it was nice because he said that I still have feelings for her. You know, it's not untrue, but I respect her as a friend. And if it means friends or, you know, not, I'd rather pick her as a friend, you know, which is, it's great. Yay. <laughs> Yay. Character Yay. growth is my favorite thing. I can definitely agree with that. I definitely think I've come around on Bashir a lot. Not that I didn't like him, but I just found him kind of bland in the first probably two seasons, whereas now I find him a much more. They've done well in terms of fleshing out his character in an interesting oh, way. Yeah. And I think there's something, I think the thing is they noticed that he was too perfect for a little bit, you know, where it was mm-hmm. like, the fact that he's the second in his career and could have done tennis stuff was the interesting thing to sort of talk about in this episode where he he's maybe has some self-sabotaging part of himself that doesn't want to be on top or be noticed, which is sort of a an interesting idea, a way right. to sort of... Yeah. Yeah take him down a peg from this perfect person who can crush it everything he seems to accomplish you know uh which i do to me that that part made him more relatable in terms of being a character i guess because i often find in you know in star trek and arguably in lots and lots of shows it's you know the characters aren't always as fleshed out as maybe they should be like, oh, well, this is the commander and he does commandery things as a commandery lifestyle or, oh, yeah. you know, this person like is a therapist and that's what they do. And they're always feeling and these are emotions and whatever. But, you know, Bashir, it's like, yeah, he's a doctor and he's, he's good at it and he likes it, but that isn't, that's not his whole being. He also, you know, wanted to be a tennis player for a really long time. And, you know, we, we learned, um, I guess it was last season, maybe, you know, oh, he, he, you know, almost didn't become a doctor so he could, you know, marry this ballet dancer or whatever it was. And he's he's got more to him, which is a nice change. Definitely. And I appreciate that they're sort of expanding his character in a way that's interesting. So I, I can understand the appeal of this one. And I definitely, now that I think about it, I like the choices they made of who played what part of himself i thought that yeah. all made yeah, sense that from a Bashir made sense. level mm-hmm. because you can see kira how was... didn't seem sorry was it kira didn't seem out of character at all <laughs> like everyone else was acting kind of weird but kira was just angry like she always is it was great <laughs> yeah kira was angry kira was 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 her normal angry self just just she didn't have anyone telling her to, to like anyone she didn't have anyone legitimately telling her like dude calm down <laughs> no Dax to be like girl just take a breath yeah Dax is ready to go with guns blazing she's like I yeah let's do that. this fire away she was like no we're gonna kill him <laughs> that made me laugh my ass off I was like yeah great I like that Dax it's really funny mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah let's just go shoot him send this real quick yeah <laughs> and, also, and then yeah, the reasoning I... go ahead Ben yeah, and then like doubt made like because I was like, what? Doubt feels different, but then it was like, oh well, because he's always worried O'Brien doesn't like him, you know, because it was like the big part of their relationship. Yeah, which uh, he was just concerned about him not liking him, and then 
uh future episode spoilers not gonna go there but uh yeah Uh, yeah, i'm thinking the exact line that you probably are i'm just like that Uh, like that made me chuckle that was great yeah maybe that's the problem is like quite just a peek behind the curtain we have to record a bunch of episodes before sarah goes on vacation so we can catch up and uh there's just an episode i like a lot more that's a very character driven episode so maybe it's just part of the problem is like i want to talk about that one (laughs) it's 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 because you know we'll get get there ben yeah okay i know I know. It's two more episodes. <laughs> so so we're all feeling like more like on that level with Bashir that we're all liking him a lot more? Or have you changed yeah. that opinion or Oh no, yeah, for sure. Definitely liking him more. How do you feel about dream episodes in general? I'm curious, because I know some people don't love episodes that are always in the mind because there's no like plot advancement. But I know Sarah, you said you like character driven stuff and usually that's the case with them. I do. I will say um, I thought this episode did it better than a lot of other dream episodes I've seen because indeed it didn't, you know, advance the plot of, you know, everybody on the space station, but it gave us an opportunity to observe character growth, which has occurred for Dr. Bashir. And that was nice. And also this one was on the whole less kooky, believe it or not, than a lot of dream episodes. Yeah, no talking I fish, like, uh, to quote the Sopranos yeah. dream episode, you know. <laughs> exactly. How about you, Peter? What are, you, what are your stand on dream episodes? No, I, yeah, I, I, I agree. I agree with Sarah. Like, you, I, I, I usually, like, even, even if, whether it's Star Trek or, or, or some, or some other show, there's all, there, I, th- I think, I think more often than not, there is a level of absurdity two 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 episodes like that where they're like we're gonna have a dream sequence that ju- that just feels a bit that ju- that just makes it feel a bit off and i and i'm glad i'm glad that for i'm glad that for distant voices they they kept it they kept it i guess i guess more grounded in and how and how you know and how, and how instead instead of instead of bashir jumping from like jumping from like western time to victorian age to ancient egypt it was it was like no it was like no this is very much based in this is very much based in the world and in, in, in the in the setting that he that he exists in so 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 there's a level of familiarity familiarity to it but 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 you know that there's something off because you are in his mind yeah typically like um dream episodes actually i seem to uh, i've always kind of appreciated them that said i didn't like humor in my dream episodes um one of my favorite dream episodes is an episode of buffy where I am literally looking at the page for the Cheese Man right now. The Cheese Man is hilarious. <laughs> We've seen this episode, Peter, but uh, they basically all have this collective dream afterwards, and they all dream about this guy who says, "I wear the cheese. The cheese does not wear me." What? And the yes, fuck? cheese I... on his head, and they all later like, "What's up with that cheese guy?" I don't know. Like, there's no yeah. explanation. <laughs> it doesn't change anything. Like the whole like episode is very like driven like there's even a part that joss whedon said later was like a hint at uh, uh willow being a lesbian later on um and well no because tara's in the dream episode oh, the the dream episode happens at the end of season four oh, and that's when that. willow and tara meet uh, okay is you know that. earlier in season four gotcha, gotcha. there is gotcha. a hint at dawn oh yes that dawn is coming 
Little Miss Muffet counting down from 730 what? <laughs> oh my goodness. I feel so oh bad God. for not having watched this show yet. This, this, Can this you is imagine doing a Buffy the Vampire Slayer cast? This, this <laughs> is another show I need to add to my list of like things Peter needs, cap, in all caps, needs to watch. I wouldn't do be surprised it. once we're done Deep Space Nine. We're going to be like, we want to do another one. I miss you guys. You so, <laughs> might have to see if maybe we'll make Peter watch Buffy. Yeah. Yes. But then we'll get to the Tara stuff, and then Sarah's going to be sad. And I will cry outrage yet again, <laughs> because it's the same goddamn thing. Nothing's It'll changed in 20 fucking same. years. It'll be an episode of Ben and I talking, and Sarah's like quietly sobbing in the background. Like, <laughs> like, or like every, every now and then, we'll just be like, Sarah, are you okay? No! Like, just scream. <laughs> no, I'm not okay! <laughs> My rage knows no bounds. <laughs> And another tribute to Michael Westmore. I thought that old age makeup was actually pretty decent. That, yeah, episode for a TV show, I was kind of impressed. Yeah, it's hard to get old age makeup really right. I think yeah. like it, it. It usually looks pretty okay, but it also looks pretty fake. Um, it can it can so? I mean, look at Prometheus. That movie cost like two hundred million dollars in the old age, and Guy Pearce looks horrible. Does it really? Oh, I haven't seen Prometheus yet. Looks, I haven't uh, either, actually. That's a, that's upsetting. To... Yeah, it's a weird choice. But anyways, anything else to say for distant voices? I think it's funny how the lithium was caught like minutes after he. That is really nice. Sheer. It's just like it's like really it's like really like 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 your psychic attack was like a hell of a lot worse than you actually are. Dude, do better. <laughs> <laughs> I like that a lot. I thought that was really funny that like he was just a, a shitty bumbling crook but because he has this one thing that is actually powerful. It's sort of like yeah. you know, accidentally getting hit by a poisonous dart or something, you know, by a guy who sucks yeah. at it. Like you can still get seriously hurt by someone who still sucks. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. Stray bullets, anyone? What? Yeah, exactly. I'm still over here in my lesbian rage corner. Don't mind me. Right, I brought oh, Tara. Actually, now it's all over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, actually, actually, at least Tara got like two full seasons before they got rid of her. Oh, that's upsetting. And, yeah, and and at least Willow was really like it had a lot of impact on Willow's character. Yeah, you know. exactly. Like that was your whole thing with mm-hmm. Clara, right? Was that she just didn't or Clark? Sorry, what's her name? Like yeah, yeah, well, yeah, uh, Clark, indeed, yeah. she, uh, she didn't show, I mean, I guess, like, she could just be, like, numb on the inside, or whatever, but she, she didn't, like, go through a grieving process. Yeah. It's like, well, okay, we got the chip now, we're moving on, I know you guys don't know what that means, but this is just very much, okay, we're, we're moving past this now, I will know Willow day. was like, I'm gonna destroy the fucking world yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> I, I will. I will. I will say. I will say. Um. Like since since we since we brought up the makeup, this episode did win an Emmy Award for outstanding individual achievement in makeup for a series. So we are definitely ah, right to point it out. Nice. Cool. Nice. See, Good job, this Michael is what, Westmore. This is the thing that always bothers me. Alien makeup. They don't give a shit. Old age makeup. They love Everyone it. never get like, this. Will lose their fucking minds. It's crazy. I don't know why. Like Star Trek Beyond. It's cause... probably gonna lose that man from Ove because old man makeup. Like in the yeah, Academy, and you'll know it's if I'm right when or real wrong, aliens listeners. come along, they're gonna look at it and be like, "This is what you thought we look like. This is shit." Actually, I'm I, I'm so kidding? ready for that to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. So, are we good to go for this episode? Mm-hmm. 
I'd say so. All right. Indeed, indeed. Well, that has been our episode. Next week, we will be discussing Season 3, Episode 19 and Episode 20, which will be Through the Looking Glass and Improbable Cause. As always, I want to thank my lovely co-host for joining me every week on this journey. Our theme song is by Captain Meatshield. You can check him out on Twitter at CPTN underscore Meatshield. We are part of the Tuscan Shed Media Network. You can see more of our shows at TuscanShed.com. If you like the show, like, subscribe, rate, and review it any way that you can. It does help us find new listeners. Until next time, this is the crew of Geekspace 9, signing off. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening.